But today I want to read for you a different passage of Scripture that um, God has been uh, challenging me with, and, and I hope will challenge you with, uh, just to trust in His power and His mind. Not to question Him, uh, not to have any excuses why we don't follow Him, but simply to, to step out boldly and to, to trust Him and to follow Him. And so I challenge you, if you have your copy of the Scripture, uh, look with me to the book of Isaiah, or Isaiah as I call it. Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 25 to 31. I'll give you just a moment to look there. This is a great passage. I know many of you know this passage. Some of you may be able to, to quote uh, much of this passage. Uh, a great passage about eagle's wings, and we sometimes sing songs uh, from this passage of the strength that God gives us and how he allows us to, to soar as we just trust him. But I want us to take a moment to start back in verse 25, because this is it's a powerful passage of Scripture. So look with me in um, Isaiah chapter 40, verses uh, 25 to 31. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25 to 31. This is God talking. He says, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who wait on the Lord, sorry, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Let me just lead us in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly God, I just thank you and I praise you for the precious gift of your word. And I pray, Lord, that you take us through it now and just teach us your ways. And Lord, help us in light of who you are and, and your majesty and your glory and your power and strength and your love and your grace. Lord, help us to trust you as your people. Help us, Lord, to be willing to lay down our goals and our plans and to trust you with our lives, to trust you with our church. And Lord, I pray that this we never see this as, as my church or our church, but yours. And we are your humble servants. Lord, help us to move boldly when you say move, to stop when you say stop, and to follow your plans rather than ours, to wait on your timing, to wait on your strength, to allow you to minister through us in this community and to be honored and glorified through what we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we all like to think that we, we know how things are going to turn out for us, don't we? We all have kind of hopes and dreams. And um, I don't know if you, um, just because things are different here, but like I know in, in high school in, in America, uh, and you've all seen the movies. Everyone gets their, their kind of senior yearbook. Um, and in the senior yearbook, people put uh, things about where I'm going to be in, in 10 years or what my life's going to be like. And uh, someone, I know one of my friends said he's going to be 
an astronaut, and uh, he's going to be uh, married to, uh, it was his girlfriend, Tom, and he's going to be married to this girl who's the love of his life, and uh, they're just going to be set for life. Uh, well, it's, um, you know, it turns out nothing went to him. He's not, he's not married to her. They broke up like the last week of senior, uh, senior year. And uh, far as I know, they never spoke again. Yeah? And uh, he's not an astronaut. Um, but so none of those kind of plans went to place. But we all have those kind of hopes and dreams of things, the way we see our life working out. And I remember when I was uh, just out of high school, I wanted to go into uh, uh, to music business or kind of sound recording and have my own recording studio. And I went to uh, a private Christian college that had a, a music business degree, and I enrolled in this and went through the first year of this program, and, and I, I loved it, and I'm studying all the music theory and uh, that kind of stuff, as well as some recording techniques. And uh, when we finished the first year, this is a new program. They'd only had it for about five years. And uh, when we finished the first year, they let all of us as students know that they're canceling the program uh, in, the, in the uni, and uh, we'll have to pick a different major. Um, so I became a, a music major, which was fine. I kept studying the music for a couple of years, and then I realized that the only reason people become music majors is to become a teacher or teach music, and I couldn't be bothered teaching music. Uh, so uh, I thought, well, what am I going to do now? And um, then I thought, well, maybe I'll, uh, I'll travel and sing. I used, to, I used to try to bargain with God. And God first called me into, into preaching ministry or pastor ministry. I'm like, nah, yeah, that's not really, not really my choice, God. Um, but maybe I could sing instead. So I would be happy to sing. And so I started traveling each week, and I sang, and, uh, I sang bass in the Southern Gospel Quartet. Now, I know Southern Gospel is not as big over here. Uh, it used to be. Uh, but uh, for those of you who are of more of a mature age who are here, some of you uh, listen to Southern Gospel or love that. I used to love Southern Gospel when I was uh, growing up. And uh, I loved traveling and singing this quartet. So I joined this quartet called the Harbingers. I sang bass with them, and every weekend we got on our tour bus and we traveled around, and it was so much fun. And then about a year and a half into uh, singing with them, uh, these old guys who started the group said, you know what, we're just going to disband the, uh, the group. Uh, we're, we're tired of uh, kind of the thing. And anyway, I got out of that, and God started calling me to preach more and more, and I, I was preaching every weekend then. And it just seems like I kept trying to go my way, and God's like, no, nah, back, back this way. And then I thought, well, okay, I'll still get into music stuff. So there was an opportunity to become a, a DJ at a Christian radio station. And so I joined in with this, and I'm like, this is awesome. And so I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm doing this uh, morning show from, from 6 a.m. to 9 every morning on this uh, Southern Gospel station. And I'm like, this is so much fun. And um, I'm, I'm working on that and, and loving it. And uh, about, um, uh, about a year into it, as I was going, it seems to be a pattern for me. you think I would learn. But uh, about a year or so into doing this, um, the company, the, the radio station, uh, sort of really struggling, and uh, there was apparently some, some financial mismanagement, and the station closed. And uh, again, God kept saying, you know, I want you to, um, to preach, and kept giving me opportunities to preach, and so I started doing that. But then I decided, uh, you know, this is about the third year of college, and I said, you know, the music thing is not mine. I'm not going to, not for me. I'm not going to teach. And so I've, I've dropped out of the music degree uh, after the three years of the four-year degree. And I thought, I'm going to, if I study something else, I just need to get away for a while. Get away, because everything around here is about church. And everything is about, like, this. I just felt called, 
keep pulling me back into to preaching, and that's not really what I want to do. And so if I go, so I went down to Tennessee, from, from Kentucky to Tennessee, and I enrolled in a degree in electronics engineering, and I thought, if I get this, I can have my own recording studio, I can fix some of the stuff myself, I can do all this kind of stuff. And so um, I did this, and it was only a, it's a, just a two-year kind of a tradey sort of degree, uh, and I got one year into this two-year degree, and uh, I just, I could not deny that, I mean, I was doing well in the degree, everything was fine, I was loving it, but I just couldn't get over this call uh, to preach. And I remember one night, one night, God just telling me, just asking me, what are you doing? You know, haven't you learned by now that, that I know you and I know what's best, and I know what I'm calling you to do, I know what I'm preparing you to do. And so I want you to go um, go to college and study theology. And so I went back to the same college that I was studying music business and in music at before, uh, and I uh, got the, the bachelor's degree in theology and uh, became a pastor and kind of uh, decided to, to follow God's way in that. Um, you know, sometimes, maybe many times for you, it seems like things are all falling apart or like none of our dreams are coming true and nothing's falling into place. And then... We put our life out of our hands into the Master, God. And it's just amazing how, how different it works out, but oh, so much better. Better than we've ever planned or hoped or dreamt. And that's sort of the passage here. When the, the people of Israel started to doubt who God is, they've forgotten how strong He is and, and that they can trust Him to lead their life. And, and God starts in verse 26 by reminding them, hey, have you forgotten who I am? To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says God? Lift up your eyes and look at the heavens. I did that. I'm the one who put all those stars into place, and I know every one of them by name. And it's by my strength that every single one of them are held into place, and none of them is missing. And then he goes on to talk about how much he, he knows us and loves us. In verse 27 and beyond, says, why are you complaining? Don't you know who's got you? For it's God who created you, and God is forever faithful. He will not let you go. He will not let you fall. And if he is leading, you don't need to worry. You don't need to stress. Now, we live in a world of stress, don't we? We just see it everywhere. Now, some people show stress differently than others. Some people may not. Some people, oh, you know they're stressed. Yeah? You know there's something up, right? You can just kind of, it's like a kettle boiling. and You can just see the steam starting to come out. And you just think, okay, I think you, you've got a bit too much on. Just, just calm down. Others, some people just seem to hide it well. And then they just they snap, yeah. The um, all of a sudden, maybe the um, you know the Coke machine. You know they put the coin in, and the the Coke machine doesn't give them the thing. They're hitting the machine and kicking stuff, and you think, where in the world did that come from? But it's it's everything kind of building up. And what I've learned in in my life, at least, is that we we just don't handle stress well. When when God actually says. Why are you worrying and, and so anxious and stressed about all these things? I've got you. 
I've got it under control. You are in my hands, and I will not let you go. I will lead you. I will protect you. I will provide what you need. I will let you know when to walk, when to stop. I'll, let you, I'll guide you. God is greater than, than any GPS that's been invented. Now, I love GPSs. I'm, just, I, I'm amazed at technology. And I have no clue how it works, but I'm glad that it does. Isn't it amazing that some, some voice, it, you, you punch in in a GPS where you want to go. It picks up where you are. It finds where you are. I don't know how. I don't know how this stuff works. Some satellite in the sky is, is telling this thing where I am. And it, I put in where I want to go, and it tells me how to get there. It's amazing. And sometimes it's going, turn left here. No. I said turn left here. You know, now it's, please perform a U-turn. Uh, you've messed up again. Uh, and it leads me back in the right way, even though they mess up. But I don't know how many of you drive much in the city, but I hate using GPSs in the city. Why? Because half the time you're down in this tunnel, and if you don't know where you're going in the city, which is me, then you're needing that GPS. And when you get about halfway through the tunnel and you're wondering, all right, where's my turn going to be? Because lost signal, GPS lost signal. I think, well, what good is that? What gives the GPS? Or you get in all the buildings in the city, and, and you just can't find your way because the GPS is like 100 meters off or something. Yeah? And it'll say, uh, turn left in 100 meters. And you're like, oh, that was it back there. Yeah? And you, you have to find your way around. Uh, I need things to lead me and to direct me. Um, my, my wife, Lindy, is, is so funny with direction because she just doesn't, ah, we'll just get there. You know, we'll figure it out. And, uh, and one day, uh, she had booked this nice hotel in the city. And she's like, no, no, I've got it all straightened out. That's fine. So she's got all her papers there for it. And we're in the car going. And I said, all right, so, so how do we get there? And she goes, oh, I don't know. She goes, but I've seen it. Like, it's, it's this big, tall building, and it's got this, this on the top of it. And so we're driving through the middle of Sydney, kind of like, like this. You can't see the top of the building. Uh, it's it's not, not a good way to get around in Sydney. I need someone that actually tells me where to go and guides me. Now, I have found if we let him, God will guide us every single day. And he is not like that GPS. He never loses signal. He's not like someone that just says, ah, we'll be all right, we'll get there. God says, no, no, you can trust absolutely 100%. I've got your back. I will never let you get lost. I'll never let anything happen to you. I will protect you. I will provide for you. I will lead you. Just trust in me. God knows you. He, this is a God who, who created all the heavens and the earth, all the beauty that we see around us. Isn't this a great time of year with the, the flowers budding and, and so much life and, and beauty all around us? Uh, some of you in, in some of the winter to early spring times have seen the, uh, the whales going by at... at um, at, uh, soldiers there, and uh, it's just amazing to see creation at its best, and to know that this God who created all of that and holds it all into place is the same God who created us, and He knows what's best for us. If He can all hold all of creation in His hands, I'm sure He can take care of us, and He can guide our lives. And so this is God talking to His people, going, "Hold on, have you forgotten who I am?" Why are you complaining? Why are you saying, oh, God isn't hearing me? Obviously, God's not hearing my requests, and God's not recognizing my hopes and dreams. God says, I am the faithful God 
The Lord is the everlasting God. When he says, why has God disregarded my cause? My way must be hidden from the Lord. God says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will never grow tired or weary as his understanding no one can fathom. We serve a God who is all-powerful and all-knowing and ever-present. He never slows down. He never stops. I don't know about your, um, your Australian advertising a number of years ago, but um, I know in America we used to get sick of seeing an ad for the Energizer Bunny. Do you, remember, do you see those ads? Do you remember those? The Energizer Bunny... They, they try to prove at least that it just, the batteries just never wear out. He just keeps going and going. And so, you know, it would start off with the, they put the batteries in the, the Energizer bunny and he's just going and it just keeps going. And it shows this little bunny kind of running off and just keeps going. And eventually, after they ran a series of ads, they would stop running the ad altogether and it might be a different add-on. And all of a sudden, you'd see the little Energizer bunny going across the bottom of the, the screen. Like, oh, he's still out there going somewhere. Uh, it still just runs. The Energizer bunny just keeps going and going and going. Um, well, I think of that when I think of, of God's power and strength. Not that it's the same, because he's, he's obviously he's far more powerful. But God never runs out of energy. Now, I love this because I'm so often out of energy. You know, I've, now, people try to tell me after I, uh, I've, I've just beyond 40... That, yeah, Matt, you're not 20 anymore. Yeah, you're going to have to start realizing that it's not the same. But I've noticed that, man, I'm tired sometimes. Do you ever get tired? Oh, my wife gets so annoyed because, man, I can sleep at the drop of a hat. Like, if I sit down, I'm gone. Yeah, that's why I stand the whole time I'm preaching. Because if I sit, I'll be the first one to sleep here. I get tired. But, and I've noticed, like, I'm trying to get in better shape because some of you have kindly let me know that I'm expanding a little bit. And so I, I'm, I'm trying to walk a bit more each day, and which is great. Man, it's hard, isn't it? Who wants to exercise? That's hard stuff. Getting in shape is hard. And have you ever worked out in the gym where, I mean, they say your muscles just get spent, like they just cannot do any more? I remember one time a few years ago, I was doing an arms and shoulder workout, Man, I was just pumping, pumping it hard. I was going with some friends there, and they're really pushing each other. And I thought, man, that was a great workout. And if you ever had a great workout at the gym, man, you come out and you're like, yeah, I did it. That was a great workout. You should have seen me go in there. Man, that was good. I got in the car, and I turned the keys, and I couldn't lift my arms to the steering wheel. I couldn't drive home. I just had to sit there and just enjoy how great my workout was there for a while because I'm just like, uh, I, I couldn't do it. My muscles were just gone. And now I say that to say, man, we are weak. We are. We do the littlest thing. We go for a walk and we do some exercises and we think we're doing so great. And we think, man, look at us. We're so strong. Look at those weights that we're lifting. And then we go, I can't even lift my arms. God never gets like that. He is forever strong. He is forever faithful. This is a God who created the entire universe who says, you know what? I never run out of energy. I'm never out of shape. I'm forever strong, forever faithful. And we can trust in his ways and his timing and his strength. Look with me at the end of this passage. 
Verse 30 and 31 says this. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Man, I love this passage. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not be faint. I love it because if you, you and I look at these two verses, you just go, man, I need that renewed strength because I'm tired and I'm weary. And you go, man, I'd like to be then, to run and not grow weary, to walk and not be faint. It's interesting to me and, and, um, and beautiful to me in that the, uh, the, the Hebrew where it says um, they will renew their strength actually means to, to change their strength. So those who hope in the Lord can change their strength. And I love this because it's like it's changing from, from our strength, which is so limited, to His. Because we've just taken things out of our hands and put them in His. And He is limitless and He is powerful and forever faithful. Those who hope in the Lord, we change our strength. We can soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. Now, being an American, I promise I'll stop with all the American stuff. It seems like today is all American and Australian, but I love um, watching eagles. Now, you see the, the bald eagle. Now, if you've ever seen a, a bald eagle up close, it is huge. You just kind of see it on the, the emblem uh, of, of American stuff, and you go, okay, it's a big bird. Now, this thing is huge. Like its wingspan is taller than, like it's seven foot or so uh, wingspan. Huge birds, but they're immensely heavy birds. And so as big and as strong and as mighty as this, this eagle is, he struggles to fly because his weight is so... Now, I love, I don't know, this time of year when it's a little bit windy and stuff, I love watching the pelicans soar out here. They kind of soar over the, off, over the office, over the lake. The pelicans are great because, and they're entertaining because they, they like just playing with the wind. So it's a particular kind of breezy day. You'll see the pelicans, and they, they flap up to here, and then they just kind of soar. And they hover. They can hover like a, like a helicopter kind of thing. Just stand there. Kind of stand there, but in the air. Uh, hover there. And then kind of cruise around. They play with the air. And then they kind of flap around and go over here for a bit. But the pelican, as big as it is, uh, it's not that heavy of a bird for its wings. Its wings are strong enough to carry it along. And so it can fly kind of its, on its own. The eagle struggles to fly on its own. And so whereas a small bird you might see just kind of flying around, eagles you typically don't. They fly from where they are to get their, their food up to their nest, and then they rest there for a while. And then an eagle who has its nest as high up as it can up the mountain or up on a rock face, an eagle will stand at the edge of its nest and wait on the wind and wait on just the right wind to jump out on. And then when just that right strong wind is there, he just jumps out and soars. And he, he only has the strength to kind of lift up to just the next wind and to soar again. And so he has to wait on just the right timing and just the right way. And I love it because it's saying those who wait on the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, renew their strength. They can mount up like wings as eagles and they can soar. If timed right, that eagle only needs to, to flap just enough to kind of make it to that next wind from time to time. And continue on that journey. As we wait on God, man, He is that strength underneath us. He is that strong wind that just carries us and says, you know what? I've got this. Just trust me. 
He knows you, and He loves you, and He wants to see us soar. He doesn't want us to see us struggling in the wind or struggling through the stresses and the challenges of life. So often, we might be willing to step up on that ledge of the, the nest. But when God says jump, sometimes we're like, eh, no, I think I'll just stay here and wait on a, a little stronger wind, God. And then a stronger wind comes. And we stand and we go, uh, you know, I think that wind's a bit too strong, God. I think I'll wait on another one. And we, we say how much we trust God when we're here at the church. And we, and we think, oh, yeah, man, I trust God. And he gives me the wind and I, I just jump out and I soar. But when we're out there, we question him and we question him. And we go, you know what, God, that's not my plan. That's not how I see things working out. That's not where I always wanted to go. And God just says, trust me. As my child, trust me. As my church, trust me. Church, I want to challenge us today to trust in his plans, not ours. Let God take control. God is with you, and I guarantee he has big plans for you. Wait on his timing. Follow his lead. And then boldly step up and step out when he says, trust me. There are some of you here today that God is challenging to step out and to serve. Maybe you've been putting this off for, for quite some time. I want to challenge you to surrender to him today. Maybe you're here and you've been wrestling with God because his plans aren't matching up to your plans. Oh, I can promise you today. And he won't ever let go. Until you surrender. He is relentless in his love. And he's relentless in his pursuit for us. And nothing else will ever bring you peace. Nothing else will bring you fulfillment. Until you surrender to God's plans. The everlasting God is here to lead us. Let's each trust him today. And church, I want to challenge us to just trust him. And to step out as he says step out. And just to soar. Let me lead us in a word of prayer. To God, I thank you and I praise you for your love. I thank you and praise you for your strength. I thank you and praise you that you never give up on us. You just keep on pursuing us because you love us so much and you created us for a purpose. And you want us to see, you want to see us soar. You want to see us have an abundant life. You want to see us work together in a way which is pleasing to you that lifts you up and draws people to your amazing love. God, help us as your children to trust you. God, help us as your church to trust you and to follow as you lead, to honor you, to glorify you, our everlasting God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.